Fighters presents. He's a one-man wrecking crew, bringing down the forces of darkness with the power of Jesus Christ. He's fighting to help people get free and stay free. The gloves are off. Here he comes. It's time for another hard-hitting episode of Freedom Fighters. Here's your host, Chris Beam. Welcome, folks, to Freedom Fighters. I'm your host, Chris Bean. Folks, today we're going to try something different. We're just going to freestyle an episode here. I don't have a written agenda. I don't have any notes. I don't have a final destination as to where we're going to go. But we're just going to believe that the Lord is going to take control of this service. And I believe that some of you are going to be touched in the mighty name of Jesus. And I expect to hear praise reports how some of you were miraculously healed and set free in the name of Jesus after this radio show. I do want to let you all know if you hear a dog or something in the background, I do have Winston here with me in studio. Winston is my 110-pound shepherdoodle, crossed between a German shepherd and a standard poodle, and he looks a lot like an Irish wolfhound. He's very tall, very slender. He's got a beard, a tail that comes up and does a curly cue he's absolutely precious he's my buddy my right hand man and he wants to be everywhere i am so he's sitting in the chair next to me in the studio too bad we don't have this on video because uh i'd love to be able to show him off because he's just an absolutely beautiful creation of the lord so if you do hear something weird going on it's probably because of the dog here but I want to start off talking about multiple personalities. Folks, my ministry focuses heavily on multiple personalities. I love casting out demons. I love kicking the devil right between the head. Or excuse me, right between the eyes. I just I love pounding on demons and sending them to the pit of hell. But after many years I realized that I was missing the big picture for many people it's these pains and trauma that's let a lot of these demons in we have to go to the source of this trauma to be able to close these doors be able to throw the demons out so they can't come back Jesus talked about whenever you throw a demon out he goes and travels to and fro through all the dry places and finally he decides to go back where he came from and he walks in and finds a door open and the place had been swept clean so he brings seven more of his buddies with him folks we want to be to the point to where whenever we kick out any demons we want those doors shut so when they come back those points of entry have not just been shut but they have been sealed by the blood of Jesus where those demons can no longer enter in so that's what we're going to try to start off here talking about multiple personalities how can we get set free how can we identify them what can we do what can you do for yourself you know so many times it's easy for us to go and see what's wrong with other people without diving in and looking at ourselves 
before we can go and identify what this stuff is in other people, we should stop and, and take a minute and think about what is an alter personality? What is an alter? What is a fragmented uh, part of your mind? There's all kinds of different terminology that we can use. Dissociative identity disorders, uh, multiple personality disorders. Uh, they change the names on things just so it doesn't feel as threatening and just so people don't feel like they're being put down or made fun of or they're weird. So we got to keep changing the terminology because the society we live in is just a all happy, everything is great society. We don't want to offend anyone. We don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. So scientists, I don't even want to call them scientists, but psychiatrists, they constantly want to change these names. But they're going to bring up less emotion and, and less shame. But folks, if we truly understand what an alter personality is, there's nothing to be ashamed of. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. Your mind was created perfectly. Whenever you experience traumatic events, your mind is going to protect the core person. Now, the core person may know what happened, but maybe not know all the details. Your mind can create another personality. One way I'd like to, to describe it, at, at work we have filing cabinets. So we've got maybe 40 or 50 filing cabinets. And then when I go to that cabinet, each cabinet may have anywhere from two to five drawers. Then when I open that drawer up, we've got these uh, little file holders throughout there. There may be 50 of those file holders in the drawer. Some of those file holders may have three to five the manila folders sitting inside those with files inside those. So your mind is much more powerful than any computer that, that we've got out here. Your mind can go and create all these different compartments in order to store pain, hurt, trauma, depression, neglect, rejection. All this different stuff gets stored in all these different pockets. And one thing I found is people that are extremely intelligent, it's very likely that they could have a whole slew of these different uh, magazine pockets of information. So there's so much that could be there. Now also a lot of it depends on how upset that you get as a person. Maybe you're easy going and you just kind of take everything in stride and you don't get that upset about it. And you're even though you, you're very smart, maybe you don't create a lot of these because you don't have a need for it. Depending on your personality, the way you take things, you may have hundreds if not thousands of these different little pockets in your mind and some of you are already thinking there is no way somebody could have hundreds of personalities well I, that's you can believe what you want to believe I'm not here to try to convince you I'm just here to tell you what I have experienced I have sat down and dealt with literally hundreds of personalities in one person 
Now, with these personalities, some of these personalities were much more in-depth than others. Some of these files, let's just say there's not much there. Other files are like books. They're just huge. And you have to be able to work through them. And one way to attempt to work with those is to understand that maybe you have them. Maybe you have some alter personalities and you're not aware. I know that I do. I have alter personalities. It's kind of difficult to deal with them myself in myself, but I know that I have alter personalities. I have some that have been dealt with and taken care of, and then I have some others that I, I still deal with. And I have to sometimes try to stay calm and collective because I don't want any of them coming up and taking control. I want to stay in control at all times. One way I do that is by staying calm. If I do get upset, I know that I'm generally I'm going to react one of a couple different ways. And that's generally is if I open the door for one of these personalities to come forward. So I have one that is a young boy. I'm going to say he's probably around three years old, maybe four. And if he comes up, he is going to be very closed off and wants to make me submissive. And I'll just give in and I won't put up a fight. And it's like I want to curl up in a ball. Okay, and then I have one that's older than that, probably 13, 14 years old, uh, give or take a year or two, and he's the warrior, he's the fighter, he's the one that says, I don't care if there's 20 of you, I am going to whip every one of you, just get line, just line up and let's go, so you know, obviously, as a pastor and businessman, I don't want to be out there rolling across the parking lot with somebody. Um, thank the good Lord. You know, I haven't done that since I was a teenager. The only fighting that I have done since my teenage years has actually been inside a cage, uh, cage fighting. Um, similar to what you'd see on USC or you yeah UFC but it was uh amateur um, I'd done that a couple times uh, to see if I could do it I wanted to know was I capable of getting in there and doing it and I found out that I that I was able even though at the time I was fighting kids that were the age of my daughter and uh, I got in the ring I I had a uh, stroke, mini stroke, and uh, right afterwards I had a hard time even walking. Just walking from the car to my office was a challenge. And I started going to the gym and working out, and I had a guy that kind of took me under his wing and he pushed me and pushed me. And they also done fighting there. They were he was actually a professional MMA fighter. And when I got started, I'm, you know, they would all be over there training. I was just trying to do a little a light workout. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to do all that. 
well within a year after that um, after having been in the cardiac arrest room at the hospital a year later I step into a cage and I fight a guy and you know I I had the cardio I I actually fought a three-round fight and it was just absolutely amazing to go from hardly being able to walk to fighting three three-minute rounds it actually ended in the middle of the third round but um, thankfully I mean I was able to do that you know and, and have that dedication but um, but back to my personalities though um, you know, I, I'm really only aware of about two and, and maybe three. Now, does that mean that that's all I have? I don't know. I mean, I could have more than that. But I think those are the dominant uh, two that I have. And I know, to the most part, how how to deal with them and to keep them under control. And, you know, they know that I don't need them to rise up and try to defend me because as the core person I've got that power and authority in Jesus Christ to take on the situation but on the same token people can get an alter personality at any age a lot of it has to do with trauma and more times than not it starts as a child and my experience is the most common is issues with the father abandonment yeah abandonment somebody listening to this show has been abandoned by their father and you have lived with that your whole life and you have felt a hole in you and you just don't know how to deal with it you just don't know what to do well you listened to the right show because here's what I want you to do if you had a father that abandoned you whether he just completely abandoned you and you never saw him or heard from him or if you had that father that even though he was there he wasn't there and you've got that hole going on inside you today Jesus wants to take that hurt and he wants to take that pain so here's what I want you to do uh, first of all if you're driving you need to get off the road um, you need to get to a safe place uh, for just a few minutes if you're not driving then great if you have been dealing with abandonment Jesus is here to tell you that he loves you he loves you now part of you is going to say well Jesus where were you where were you when I was hurting? Where were you whenever nobody cared about me? Folks, he was there. That's the reason why you're still here today. That's the reason why you're still listening. That's the reason why you're listening to this show. Is because Jesus loves you. He loves you. So all of you that have been dealing with rejection and abandonment from your father, 
I'd like for all of you just to close your eyes. If you've got father issues, just to close your eyes for a minute. And I want I want you to all to relax. It's kind of like in a car. You've been driving, but I want you to just kind of move to the back seat. And I just, I want to speak to those parts of you that have been holding on to all this hurt, all this rejection, all this hopelessness, this depression. And I want to speak to those parts of you. I want to speak to the little boys and the little girls. And I want to tell you, you don't have to hold that hurt and that pain anymore. Because today you can go and you can give it to Jesus. Jesus wants that hurt. He wants all that pain. Everything that you've been holding on to for so long. He says, I want it. I want it. He wants that hurt and that pain. You've carried it for long enough. It's time to let it go. It's time to lay the hurt down and give it to Jesus. And if there's any little ones that are listening and you've been holding on to all that hurt and all that pain, I want you just to lift your hands up and I want you to put all that hurt all that pain out there in your hands and just hold it out there in front of you just put it all out there all that being mad at your daddy all them fears and all that hurt of him not being there why was he not there on my birthday why wasn't he there on Christmas he said he was coming to get me and he didn't I want you to put all that hurt out there in your hands Hold it out there. I want you to say, Jesus, here's my hurt. Here's all my pain. I don't want it anymore. I want you to take it. Just hold it there just a second longer. Dear Jesus, I just pray right now, Father God, whenever they're listening to this broadcast, Lord, I don't care if it's live or if they listen to it years later Lord I know your word speaks and it continues to speak and it will not be returned void and Lord I pray right now that you just lift your hand down from heaven to the person listening to this right now Lord and pick up all that hurt all that pain all the rejection all that heartache all the loneliness all the feeling of not being enough the rejection Lord I want you to just take it all right now there it goes there it goes there it goes let it go let it go let it go okay now that you've got the peace of God little ones I want you to pray with me say dear Jesus I ask that you forgive me of my sins 
that you just accept me the way that I am and make me whole and now I ask that you make this mind that I'm in whole and that you put our parts all back together and make us one again Father God heal their mind Lord in the name of Jesus Amen Father God I supernaturally place my hands upon the head of the core person right now Lord and Lord when I lift my hands Lord I pray that their minds would be healed in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus be healed right now in the name of Jesus be healed in the name of Jesus folks abandonment is such a strong wrecking ball it wreaks havoc upon the mind and it's the playground for the devil the bad part is you know if the father abandons the child that child goes and lives their life feeling rejected and all alone like nobody cares about them and then that also opens a door for demonic attack and then when the demons come in they latch a hold of that rejection and they make rejection a stronghold for them or even if I tell them to leave they're going to be like I ain't leaving I got the right to be here and if you make me leave I'm coming right back because this door is still open it's still open because rejection is still here folks it's time to let go of all that rejection I speak to all the core pe person out there that means the main person that's not these different fragmented parts the main person in you if you've dealt with rejection Jesus wants it right now he says you don't have to keep carrying it around you can let it go you can be free so if you've been dealing with rejection rejection of the father rejection of the mother rejection of a family member of a grandparent of a spouse a boyfriend girlfriend whatever it is if you've been dealing with rejection I want you to pray a simple prayer with me I want you to pray Lord Jesus I ask that you take all this rejection all this heartache all this hurt and pain I don't want it anymore and Lord I forgive and I want you just to call out whoever it is you need to forgive some of you need to forgive multiple people whether it's dad mom whoever it is brother sister neighbor school teacher whoever it is bus driver whoever it is just let it go so Lord Jesus I forgive them now and Lord I ask that you just take all this hurt and all this pain the depression the loneliness all this rejection Lord I just give it all to you now I don't want it back Lord I want free in the name of Jesus 
Lord, I pray, Lord, as, as they've released this, Lord, that you just scoop it all up. Lord, that you just take it right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, I pray that your love, your peace, and your joy just begin to come down right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, just fill them right now with your love, with your peace, with your joy. Right now, Lord. If you prayed that prayer, I want you to say, I am not a reject. I am a child of the Most High God. My daddy created the universe. I am created in his image. I am created perfect. I am beautiful. I am loved. I am accepted. I am worthy. Amen. Amen. Now, I also deal with rejection in other people other than just the father. Sometimes we have rejection of the mother. Usually that sets us up for rejection later in life from, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife. It's like it creates a chain reaction. And a lot of times we repeat the environment in which we know. So men oftentimes repeat the environment in which they were raised. So many men out there were taught that, you know, men don't cry, men don't show emotion. So they have programmed their minds to try to be tough guys. Because if they're not tough, then they're not real men. And of course, we want to be real men. We want to please dad. So that we put on the tough guy act. I'm here to tell you, being tough is not about whether you cry or don't cry. Folks, I consider myself an extremely tough guy. And I cry. I probably cry more than I realize. I can be emotional. It's okay to be emotional. It's okay to mourn. It's okay to get upset. It's okay to get mad. It's okay to cry. We have emotions. We cannot deny our emotions. They're there. We can pray that God helps us through our emotions. You know, I can be mad. You know, Jesus, you know, said, be angry, but said not. Sometimes there's time to be angry. But we need to make sure why we're being angry. For me, I mean, I'm like, I'll be angry because somebody is saying something about my God that my God is being blasphemed. Is that why I'm angry? Or am I angry because I got caught with my hands in the cookie jar? Why? Why am I angry? 
you know what's going on what are the situations so I don't have a cookie jar because I usually don't even eat cookies but I remember my great grandma she had a cookie jar you never knew what kind of cookies or goodies were in there so you know after dinner everybody go see what what she stocked it with that week you know but you waited till after dinner before you get in there I miss my great grandma um, she was a wonderful lady she she taught me some some key things a she wasn't perfect she never admitted to be perfect she'd get upset and hoop and holler just like anybody else that I knew but what really impressed me is I stayed all night with my grandma and I slept out on the couch in the living room and she was in there in her room and I had already went to sleep and I woke up to what is that racket I got up and walked down the hall and stuck my head in there and my great grandma was down on her hands and knees praying to God she was calling out the names of every one of her children every one of her grandchildren her great-grandchildren she was calling out the names of everybody that went to church and their kids and she prayed for every one of them and I thought well that's kinda weird maybe something was going on but you know what the next time I stayed all night you know she done the same thing I thought wow this woman prays over an hour every night before she goes to bed and I thought wow that just really set an example for me and I I wish I could get down and pray like that I can't tell you the last time I got down like that going to bed and just prayed for an hour straight for everybody I should probably try to do it more often I just it, it gets difficult for me but uh, which sounds sounds bad but uh, it does I, I know whenever I really try to dive into prayer the attack gets crazy on my prayer life the devil wants to bring any distraction that he can to try to come and change the direction because the last thing that he wants is God's people praying so but praise God I do pray it's just hard for me to sit down and pray for an hour straight at one time but um, anyway let's get back to the personalities here I know sometimes I start chasing rabbit holes and I have to get back on track here so Lord what direction do we want to go now we talked about rejection because rejection is absolutely huge let's talk about another thing that hurts and that's abuse and there are a lot of people out there that were abused as children and let's talk about a couple of those different types of abuses maybe one of the first things we think about is physical abuse and I think this is a very common thing is you know being beat on as a child and this is not confined to just boys it happened to boys and girls and my my dad he tells a story about 
growing up and one of the neighbors his boy was on the tractor he had his had him out there on the disc running the, the disc and he he didn't get in he wasn't going in a straight line he got a little crooked and his dad got mad picked up part of a brick threw and hit him in the head knocked him off the tractor and the disc went over him because he wasn't going in a straight line and I can't remember what all it mangled up on him but it ended up having to take him to the hospital and stuff and and that always stood out in my dad's mind that that boy got hit with a brick because he wasn't going exactly straight you know and it's it's one thing to whip your kid I believe in corporal punishment I believe in whipping them on the rear end I whip my kids and I've even popped my granddaughter on the rear end before but you know we don't have to whip them all the time kids don't have to be whipped every time they turn around I think if you whip them a couple times they know that there's consequences and you're just not just blowing hot air I hate when people are constantly I'm gonna this and I'm gonna that and then they don't ever follow through that kid knows there's empty promises but every now and then you take your belt off and you whack them across the rear end a time or two they know that hey there are those consequences and they may happen if you don't straighten up you know my son I probably only whipped him maybe three to five times his entire life but he knew that if I said I was going to do it if he didn't stop he better stop so thankfully he stopped pretty quick you know my daughter she was a lot more hard-headed than my son and you know she got whipped more than he did but um, you know until they got old enough you can do other things but uh, but I'm talking about actually abuse level I'm talking whipping your kids till you whelp their legs up and their butt up till they can't walk and actually hitting them with your fist or other things that you would beat on them with and you know it wasn't always the dad that beat the kids truth be told there were a lot of mothers that beat their kids you know and I even see today I, I'll see the way some moms act with like little one and two year old kids and I thought oh dear Jesus I I see him and I just want to go jack them upside the head but you know I got to remember that they're a product of their environment too that's how they was raised that's how their mother treated them and we just continue on from generation to generation folks it's time to stop it it's time to stop these patterns of abuse from generation to generation and physical abuse obviously is a real thing and we see bruises and a lot of times it's easy to identify that then there's mental abuse mental abuse and folks don't tell your kids they're dumb don't call them stupid don't tell them they're worthless don't tell them nobody loves them 
folks, what you say to your kids is huge, especially at their young ages. You go and start destroying them at a young age. You have to build them up. Your words are either lifting up or they're beating down these children. We must lift them up, not beat them down. They're going to make mistakes. You make mistakes. I make mistakes. I make mistakes every day. Guess what? So with those kids. They're going to make mistakes every day. So emotional abuse is huge. So who gets emotionally abused? Both boys and girls. It knows no boundaries. It could be the father or the mother. Or both that does this. Let's look at another common abuse that everybody knows where I'm going. And that's going to be sexual abuse. Sexual abuse obviously is more common in girls, but I'm here to tell you, it happens a lot more in boys than what you would think. Whenever you've got almost one in five boys, men have been sexually molested in some way. One in five boys sexually molested. And one in three girls, I believe, sexually molested. And the numbers for the percentage that will be molested or raped in their lifetime is huge. Folks, I think we're we're probably looking at 50% or better. I've heard as much as 70%. I mean, every place you go may have different statistics. Um, I know people who were sexually molested as children. I know women that have been raped, teenage girls that were raped. Virginity lost to being forced into sexual acts. And it leaves scars. It leaves deep scars. So what I want to look at next is all those parts that are hanging on to that abuse. Whenever someone is sexually abused by the father, the last thing as a core person we want to accept is that our own father could abuse us like that. We will almost always make a compartment to receive that abuse. Now, the core person may know it happened, but not know, really remember all the details. It may just be kind of fuzzy because that other personality stepped up and took the abuse. Maybe that was their job to take that abuse. And if there's any of you listening that have been abused physically, emotionally, or sexually, then I want you just to relax. And I want you to let any personality, any part of you that wants to come forward, let them come forward. Because I speak into every part of the mind right now. Any and all personalities, alters that are listening. Jesus loves you. I'm sorry for what you went through. 
I'm sorry for the abuse. It wasn't fair. You did not deserve it. It was not your fault. You did not deserve it. And I'm here to tell you that Jesus, He loves you. And I'm sorry you weren't delivered out of that situation then. But you can be delivered right now. Because Jesus is here and He wants to take it. He wants to take that feeling of worthlessness. That feeling of rejection. That feeling of just, you just got no value. That feeling of being abandoned by the people who are supposed to protect you. Instead of protecting you, they hurt you. Jesus wants to take it all. He wants all those memories. He wants all that hurt, all that pain. He wants it all. And if there's any of you that you want to give it all to Jesus, just like the others, I want you to hold your hands up. And I want you to put all those memories out there in your hands. Every time you were hit, every time you received word curses, every time you were touched, all things are inappropriate. All that hurt, all that abuse, the shame, the self-condemnation. the guilt those of you that were molested and raped sometimes there's a great sense of guilt the devil wants to give you a guilt trip and tell you how it was your fault I reject it right now in the name of Jesus I want you just to forgive yourself right now and let it go and I want all this hurt and all this pain just to give it to Jesus right now I want you to say dear Jesus I give you all my hurt all my pain all these nightmares All these bad feelings, all these bad memories. I just want to give them to you now and ask you to take them all right now. In the name of Jesus. Father God, I pray that you just reach down right now. Just scoop them all up. And take them. Wash them in the sea. A forgetful or wash them in the blood of the lamb and cast them in the sea of forgetfulness right now and Lord I pray that you would just reach down Lord right now and just bring down your joy and your peace and your love upon them right now in the name of Jesus and all those parts that are listening I want you to pray this prayer with me say dear Jesus I ask that you would just forgive me. Receive me as your child. 
restore our mind and put us back together again as one in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, I lay my hands upon her head supernaturally right now. And Lord, when I lift my hands, let their minds be whole. Be whole now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. If you've been abused, you were as a person. I just pray right now that you are able to forgive those who abused you. When you forgive them, you're not saying what they done to you is okay. What you're doing is you're taking away their power. They will no longer have power over you when you forgive them. You must forgive them for you to be free. Don't let them hold power over you anymore. And I want you to pray and say, Dear Jesus, help me right now to forgive and whoever it is for what they've done to me. I ask that you forgive them. Help me to forgive them now. And I pray, Lord, that you would touch them and save them. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Well, folks, I thank you for listening to the program. I apologize. I've been a little stuffy and maybe uh, it come through on the video here. I don't know. But uh, I just want you all to know that Jesus loves you. I love you. And we just be praying for you. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, if you're listening on the Alexa app, hit the up arrow to let us know that you liked the program. And just be blessed in the name of Jesus. Amen. <laughs>